Recording well, in progress because yeah, that's no one can what hear we that do. It's Tuesday, it's the bruise day, and that's the thing that we do. Of course, for those of you not listening live, it is Friday, which or it's Friday. Tuesday again because you're not getting to this until another day. But, or it's Thursday because yeah. you're entirely tainted and you're listening to this on YouTube. Either way, it don't matter. Welcome to another episode of the Black Tower Podcast. And Welcome. if you are watching on YouTube, then you just had a heart attack like I did, that Josh is a little tainted already and swinging around his cup, almost getting already liquid everywhere. Did it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's one of those Tuesdays where you start drinking at like two in the afternoon. And then at like four, 15, you're like, oh shit, I got to record tonight. So then you take a couple shots just to normalize. You know what I'm saying? To no- <laughs> I'm just I didn't actually do that. But okay. I could have. I maybe believe you. Maybe. There's, a, there's a small chance that I believe that that's you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Black Tower Podcast, which means that it's time for true. you to sign to, to line up in an orderly fashion to receive. Your weekly dose of taint from the Black Tower. We're here to dispense the taint and discuss the things about the wheel of time. Yep. When do we have like a thing? Like, hold on, we've got things, we got scripts and things. So we- from you know, so we got this Black Tower podcast. So you guys know who we are by now, but I'm gonna introduce myself again just in case we got a first-time person, a first-timer, a Black Tower virgin. And you know what they say, once you go Black Tower, you never go back to the original flower. I'm Josh, you're sort of fun, I'm not proud of that one. Sort of on my hail, Josh, checking in. <laughs> I am not sure I'm going to make it through this episode with the Zora Van Mahale today, but I am your Amon Mahale, Daniel, and joining us, as always, in spirit is the lovely and illustrious Bijan Mahale, Mr. Andrew. Uh, he cannot make it to this episode tonight. Um, He's out on official Black Tower business. You heard it here fo- first, folks. Official Black Tower business. It's need to know. You don't need it to is. know. Sealed to the mail. Sealed to the taint. Does that mean, wait, if it's sealed to the taint, does that mean don't, that it's just sealed to anyone who was around before the cleansing? Don't ask questions, okay? Just no, because I, I like that. It just means old. Sealed to the taint. 
To the old guard. If you were sealed yeah, to if the you old were, guard. If you were born after the cleansing, you don't get to know. I mean, Actually, I feel no. that. If you came to the tower after the cleansing, then you don't get to know. I mean, you know, that's that's a real interesting dynamic that I think is a topic for another episode, not this episode. And we didn't offer a uh, spoiler warning yet, so way to go, Daniel, and your fucking spoilers already. Shit. What do what what are you talking about? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, uh, no one knows what I'm talking about unless <laughs> they already know what I'm talking about. Therefore, and it's if not you know, you know. Hashtag if you know, you know. There it is, right there. And so, I mean, uh, nobody's listening live. Oh, there's one one oh. person is listening live, and I know that Norm <laughs> has read all of the books. And I so. think, yeah, I was about to say, I think, I think our one live listener at this point in time, Norm, has been uh, fully vet. <clears throat> excuse me, fully vetted in the ways of the wheel of time. And if, if Andrew decides that that was too much of a spoiler, he can just edit it out later. I mean, there's that. Um, um okay so this week we do have um what is tgb what's the TGB? blight.com the great blight see this is why you're here daniel because you're the smart one you're the smart one you're the smart <laughs> only one. on days that ended why you guys need to go over to the great blight.com it is headed up by nablus also I'm just going to throw this out there. The, the appropriateness of the great blight being run by Nablus. Like, come on. That's so no. on the nose. It's it so really perfect. Is. It's so perfect. I have go a feeling that that's why he named it that. Because he's, he's smart. He's wicked smart. He's wicked Very fucking smart. smart. Very he's smart. wicked fucking smart. He parks his car and puts his car keys in his car keys. You know what I'm saying? Nope, you lost me. You completely lost me because that's fair. Boston Only massholes will understand me now. Hey, but thegreatblight.com is an, a fantastic place to go for all things wheel of time related and. For those of you who are in book one, book two, book three, book four, book five, book six, maybe not all the way through the series, guess what? The Great Blight is spoiler friendly. What did you, you just go say? There, what did what? you just say out of your human I just mouth? Said this what did you just friendly. say? Spoiler friendly. How friendly to the spoilers. Well, wait. They're no. not friendly to the spoilers. No, unfriendly to the spoilers. Unfriendly they are friendly to the spoilers. To those who decide friendly to not be spoiled. To spoiler sensitive people. There you go. Um, no, you they're have really a spoiler great. sensitivity, like a, like a milk <laughs> allergy or an intolerance. Excuse me. Is this, is this website uh, spoiler free? I have a spoiler sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And we can say that it is 100% Black Tower certified, spoiler-free, for those who want it to be. Basically. Basically. 
Ah, and once you all done, eyes on me, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. Wait, I just rhymed it. That's just rhymed. Yeah, yeah. And once you're done over there at thegreatblake.com, once you found your all of your favorite content creators on the list of content creators, once you've looked through the spoiler-free wiki. Once you have made sure that you are up to date on all of the events and happening of things like JordanCon and WattCon, which I imagine are over there at thegreatblade.com, then why don't you pop yourself on over? Just come on over to blacktowerpod.com where you can see some pictures from WattCon. You can see some and- of the podcast that we've put up there. You can see the link to all our socials. You can take a load off in the forums. You can go ahead and just make yourself feel all comfortable over here in the Black Tower because this is fourth age Black Tower and we're not making weapons. Hey, so fun story. Um, as Morshadi has just pointed out, I've been muted this whole time. They haven't got to hear a damn thing I've said. <laughs> so uh well, you'll have to listen we're to recording it. this elsewhere and that all our live <laughs> listeners are a little confused so you get half of the black tower this week <laughs> oh go to blacktowerpod.com I knew, I, 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 knew uh, I was supposed to say big something. event that's coming up is the gathering madness in october uh, it's going to be the event itself is going to be on the 15th and 16th of October. Come celebrate the fourth, fourth anniversary of the Black Tower podcast. Now, if you can't attend in person, totally get it. Okay, we're going to be in Los Angeles this year. So if you're within a four-hour driving radius, which I get it, nothing is, it's okay. I expect you to be there. Um, Please note, with heavy insinuation, that there is a very real possibility of celebrities making appearances at the Gathering Madness. Now, if you notice the look on my companion's face, you'll note that the type of celebrities, <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're going to taste the taint challenge. We're going to have what cocktails, or as we call them, what tails. We're going to have panels. We're going to have celebrity, at least one. And maybe celebrities, possibly more than one. It's going to be awesome. If you can't make it in person, that's fine. Tune in online by order of mail. We're also going to have giveaways. We're also going to have contests. We're also going to have drunk splaining. We're also going to have just a rockin' good time. Is what it's going to be a rockin' good time. A rockin' good. And actually, one of the other things that we have for this year uh, is a pretty dope place to stage all of this. It's going to be pretty great. It's going to be down in Anaheim which is not really Los Angeles. Most people in Los Angeles would be offended if you said that. I'm not actually it's a like real Angelino, so I don't Jersey being like, oh, you're going to the Statue of Liberty. 
you know, it's, it's kind of like that. Because Statue of Liberty is actually in Jersey. So New Jersey people get pissed off when people are like, I'm going to New York to see the Statue of Liberty. And then everybody's like, that's not in fucking New York. It's in fucking New Jersey. Yeah, but it's All my Jersey like, people know what I'm talking about. See, but also over in the Northeast, it's just also fucking jammed together that like- I mean, it is. Everything, like you walk five blocks and you're in New York. And then you walk five blocks and you're in Philadelphia. And then you I mean, walk five, five blocks and you're in Boston. I, I, I Boston. You're in Boston. I get it. I get it. You're in Massachusetts. Field. You're a mass hole. You said that twice this episode. We're going to get in trouble. If I had a nickel for every time Josh said mass hole, I'd have two nickels. Though I would say it's actually it's weird one. It happened twice. But it's actually only one to our live listeners because nobody could hear you when you said it the first time. <laughs> <That's laughs> all right. Well but enough played, about sir. all that. Definitely please uh, make your plans to pop over uh, to the Gathering Madness. Enjoy yourselves. It's going to be a lot of fun. At the very least, plan on being there virtually for a certain number of events because it's Panels, seriously... Events and interviews will be live online. Correct. And, and seriously, seriously, guys, seriously. The very first Gathering Madness was super small. It was just a tiny gathering of friends. The second one was a little rough around the edges because even though it was held in a wonderful place, none of us had any idea what the fuck we were doing. This one, though, I really feel like we have gotten the formula it really does feel like we have a number of events that are very much enjoyed by the people who come as well as by us because we do events that we like. Um, it really feels like we have our ducks in a row at this point. So if you missed any of the previous ones, not a problem. They were fun. You did miss out a little and that's unfortunate. But at the same time, this one, bit four, five, six, seven, Fourth eight, nine, times ten. a charm. Those are all the ones that are really gonna be a great time. So please think about coming down. I have an amazing time. I know that both of my co-hosts say that they do as well, not in their brains. So I don't know if they're lying, but I'm pretty sure they do as well. well and Daniel, uh, you have home court advantage on this one. Do. That's true. So when we do nothing fun, it's going to be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Disney's right there. You have no excuse. I'm just saying. But do maybe, I really maybe, want to go to Disney with your family? Like, yikes. Maybe we should go to Disney and build some shock lances in Star Wars Land because I went there. I went there. Nobody knows what a shock lance is. It's definitely a thing we can. We it's can a think fucking about. lightsaber. Just, just we'll talk about that on a higher screen. We'll talk about that on a different episode. We will. We'll go back to Wheel of Time weapons and we won't concentrate on all the boring ones do we, like we did. Do we have time. a spoiler warning for the people uh, tonight? So we do not actually have a spoiler warning that has been made by one of our patrons or that has been otherwise right, uh, recorded. We because like unfortunately, Daniel here is using his laptop that doesn't have shit on it. 
Um, and in fact, I've had to download a couple of other things from other places. I think I think we should freestyle a spoiler warning. Do you want a beatbox or do you want a lyrics? I will lyrics. Okay. All right. All right. You tell me if I'm going too fast or too slow. Okay. 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 Your microphone is no longer picking up your beatbox. Oh my god. Okay. Let me try a different beat. If you want to get spoiled in wheel of time, keep listening to this don't ass rhyme. We're gonna talk about all 14 books, give everything a lot of different looks. Josh is over here giving me a beat. You don't want to get spoiled, get the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, everybody in the live chat giving us the old face palm. You know what? <laughs> Fuck all y'all. You know what it is. You know no, what time it is. It's spoiler kidding. time. No, we 100% deserve that. That was terrible <laughs> in the best possible way. Nope. And nope. I loved it. I stand I stand by our work. I, I'm proud no, of I our work. Nope. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, seriously, guys. Uh, today's spoiler warning. Definitely put your spoiler condom on. We're going to be talking about things that are going to come literally from the first book to the last book with New Spring. Um, and we're definitely going to get into some stuff that is almost metaphysical. We're going to talk about conflict. We're going to get we're very philosophical in this episode. Yes. So we're going to talk about the, the ideas of what it means to be successful and what it means to be strategic, okay? There's there's a lot of, th also what it means to be arrogant, okay? So the topic for this episode is, and if I, if I do say so myself, sir, if I do say so myself, sir, the, 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 the conundrum or the, the relationship between arrogance, evil, and you know just stupid stupid stupid, stupid. like really when are you being be arrogant today when are yeah. you being evil and when are you going to be stupid so this like, is this is talking about you know we all know that to make a good story you need conflict you need conflict it's not a good story if there's nothing to overcome. It's not a good story if there's not problems that people need to deal with. If everything's hunky-dory and it's just fucking utopia, then no one cares. Zero people care about your utopia until something bad happens. Well, it's but, like the, what's the old Mark Twain, uh, the corruption of Hannityville? I am unfamiliar with that word. Oh, Mark. Oh man! Uh, well, while Josh is the corruption of up, Hadleyburg, Hadley the corruption Hadley of Hadleyburg, and it's it's a fantastic story. So it's a fantastic story fantastic about fantastic story Hadleyburg being the most honest city in the world. Okay, the greater good. And a gentleman comes in and says, "I have this huge sack of gold." for a man who was very good to me when I came through here last. And he, he, he plants a seed of, 
a concept that anybody can lay claim to this gold. Sure. And he, he, it's, it's a great story. The corruption of Hadleyburg. If you've not read it, you should. It's amazing. And basically the concept is anybody can be righteous. Anybody can be honest. Anybody can be full of integrity until that righteousness, honesty, and integrity is checked, is tested. tested. Yes. And then you need to reevaluate. It does you're just in- sound exactly like Matt in Hinterstaff. Right. Uh, Hard agree. Hard agree. Uh, so that's very we nice. have very nice we patrons. Have, we love you very much. Faith. It's true. We do. We absolutely do. Also, I'd like to throw out there that patronage is not a necessity. We do appreciate our patrons, but we appreciate our listeners as much as we appreciate you guys are awesome like sorry for let real. me let me Thank rephrase you. we actually love all of you every single person who takes any time out of their day of any day to listen to us shoot the shit patrons we especially appreciate you, or we specifically appreciate you in the live chat because not I everyone do. gets access to the live chat. that is just patrons and we can love you guys in the live chat. It's fantastic. You guys do a great job. That's where we love you guys specifically. Um, <laughs> yeah, smack. <laughs> oh god. But anyway, anyway, so again, we're going to be talking tonight about what makes good conflict, what is conflict in the wheel of yes. time. Uh, we're going to pull out some examples of, uh, and this is why I called it evil arrogance or stupidity um what is the what is the fundamental reason that someone's doing this is it because they're really dumb (laughs) going is it because (laughs) they're really arrogant (laughs) or is it because they're really evil (laughs) mogedian we're going to talk about a lot of different things as far as what causes people in the wheel of time to do bad things that other people then have to deal with that creates the conflict in the story that makes that that turns the wheel basically because oh. in the wheel of time the story is turned by the conflict that they're trying to solve and there's this so. giant conflict that actually turns the big wheel. And there are a shit ton of little conflicts that turn smaller wheels or that just give the bigger wheel more go. Well, and fun story with this, like, you know, you talk about little decisions, big decisions, things like that. Mm-hmm. There are some people out there who have a plan. I'm going to do this thing, then this thing, then this thing. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, we have examples of this in real life. Larry Bird is cited as one of the worst trash talkers in the NBA. And it's not because he talks a lot of trash and never gets away with it. It's because he straight up goes up to a dude and says, I'm going to spin around you. I'm going to catch a ball and I'm going to go up for a layup and I'm going to score on your ass. And then he will do that thing. He's the worst trash talker because everything he says to you is exactly what is going to happen. It's the it's the point and call your shot home run. 
It, it, is, it is. It is. It is absolutely. And so you have the problem is, is when you talk about arrogance versus evil versus stupidity. It well, it, it's the same. It's the same uh, uh, dynamic of are you a traitor or are you a patriot? Well, it depends on if you win or if you lose. Kind of. Because let's put one it this of the way. reasons that I brought this up, because last week we were talking about metaphysics uh, sponsored by Ishamayel, and we yes. ended up starting to talk about, like, had he been right? Had Ishamayel been right and he had been able to write the stories, he would be the loose Theron of... It's true. He would be the dragon reborn, effectively, the chosen one, the, the one who's correct, the one who's the best, because he'd have been writing the He's histories the and he'd have won. Around, and no one's ever going to take him down. He's the best. No, but that, that makes a good point because there's, there's even a best. point at which, so, so Rand is chasing Samael uh, and it is Samael, right? That he goes Depends into on where he's chasing them. That he goes into Shadar Logoth. Yes, that or, is Samael. Yeah, that's Samael. I was about to say he chases Samael, Robin, and Asmodean, and I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm making he sure he barely got the right one. chases Asmodean. I mean, uh, he does chase Demandred, Ravine, and Demandred. Oh, no, 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 it is just Ravine. Sorry, I take some. It's pronounced. It's pronounced Demandred. No, only if you're actually getting it correct. If you're wrong, it's just a magic. <laughs> and I was being wrong. It's so he does chase Samael, so, Ravine, and Asmodean. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. That so, is a solid so, list of people. He chases, and then he runs from Aginor. Right. So he chases Samael into Shedar Logoth, or Aridol, as it is known. Um, and they get into a fight there there's 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 fighting there's conflict there's death there's destruction there's there's the there's the mist that rises and does all the evil things there's some of you being annoyed because he thought they had a truce right <laughs> so samuel is is running away and at one point in time a stranger shows up to assist rand okay i'm i'm doing heavy air quotes on this no no assist. it's assist rand but he straight up assists rand and he says oh it's okay i've got you now they end up doing like a bale fire crossing of the streams which we know from ghostbusters you don't cross streams you don't do it mike it's not good into the world and all that mike say wait Wait, does that actually mean that if Moradin and Rand had just crossed the Balefire streams again, it would have reversed it? Nah, mate. It would have ruined everything. You would have been the worst. But in Ghostbusters, them crossing the streams again fixes the problem. Oh, well, okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a physicist, okay? Why are you asking me the questions? I'm getting too so old for this. So, Rand and Moradin do the balefire crossing of the streams because Morden is like, oh, I gotta help him. 
because it's not ready to die. He's got some real Hisoka vibes for all my anime peeps. If you know, you know. Hunter x Hunter. Okay. He's got some real Hisoka vibes. He's like, yes, he's going to die, but not yet. He can't die now. Okay. You must live and then you must die later. You must not die now. You must live. Even though, even though the Dark One is the Lord of Death and can just reanimate people. And even though, like, there's 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 so many problematic things with this strategy. And I think this falls under arrogance. And I think that means we should define arrogance. Arrogance is you talking big, but not actually being able to back it up. I'm saying that. See, right. yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that one's a combination. I think that one's a combination of arrogance and stupidity. But because again, I think he actually could back it. Like he's winning. He's absolutely winning in the last battle when Rand fights him. And Moradin is going up against Rand and Nynaeve and Moraine. He is winning right up until the point that he's not. And it's things he didn't know. <laughs> and I feel Sorry. like that is... Live chat has me. <laughs> it's because I am in a very, very large echoey room. <laughs> I am not in a McDonald's. <laughs> I have never recorded. I have never recorded from a McDonald's bathroom in my life. I did not have recording relations with that McDonald's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly, I, I think that that one's really interesting because I love when there are these conflicts combined because usually it's sure. not even just one of these things. Usually it's, you know, I'm not just evil, I'm also arrogant. I'm not just evil, I'm also stupid. I'm not just arrogant, I'm also, you know, something else. And there are a lot of minor subtypes even of conflict that we're not even talking about in this one. I picked sort of the big three, in my opinion, where sort of authors will lean on these particular big three pretty regularly, whether it be the big bad is just that evil that they want to create problems, or the big bad is just that arrogant that they want to cause problems, or the big bad is just that stupid that they inadvertently cause problems. Um, I can't think of another one that's like a huge pillar of that. I mean, and and I guess you could argue that like, I, I'm kind of putting things like greed into arrogance, for example. I know that they're not actually the same thing. They're two of the seven deadly sins. They're not actually specifically the same thing, but I think that there is a certain amount of arrogance in being selfish. Thinking that you actually deserve more than other people, therefore you should get that thing because you deserve it more because you're better than they are. 
Sometimes so, you might even be right that you're better than they are, but it's an arrogance thing to me. So I, and I, so again, I feel there are like, all these like little subtypes of what is your arrogance, what is your evil, what is your uh, sort of stupidity. But I think that those are sort of, to me, those are like the three big pillars. Do you, do you know what I love about this topic here is that it it really identifies. So you have a per, let's say you have a person. Okay, and they have a goal, and their mm -hmm. goal is to accomplish A. Mm -hmm. Okay, now they work their entire life and they say, I will accomplish A, I will accomplish A, I will accomplish A, and they tell everybody, I'm going to accomplish A, I'm going to accomplish A. There's nothing that's going to stop me from accomplishing A. Throughout their entire life, people will call them stupid or arrogant what there's no way you can accomplish a that that's stupid why would you ever even consider that sure and it isn't until that person either fails or succeeds in accomplishing a that people are able to make their final judgments and they go holy shit wow can't believe he actually did that that guy's amazing but the same guy that says that guy's amazing is the same guy that went, that guy's fucking arrogant as shit if he thinks he's going to accomplish A. And so one of the things that I think as readers of the Wheel of Time that we need to step outside of is that as we read the books, we always, <laughs> and I, okay, I, I say this with the knowledge that reading the Wheel of Time, one of my favorite things about it is that you have the, the savior randall thor but he's insane and you don't know if he's going to save everybody or kill everybody and you legitimately don't know. you have a good idea because you want good to prevail but at the same time you're kind of like i don't really know and that's well, what and i of love course, about by the, the end of the book i love the fact that like you're not even really questioning that anymore you're like he's gonna save everybody but now the question is is he gonna die or not like yeah. what how's he gonna get himself and, out of this one like and so when you when you come across characters like moradin who's like i'm going to convert the dragon reborn to the dark i'm going to bring him to the shadows so that dark one may reign supreme over the pattern of ages and destroy the wheel of time and we all go yeah, bro, you're kind of fucking crazy right now. But, and bro, you're kind of fucking crazy right now. Look at how many times that he was so close. It's got to be maddening for him. Why do you maddening. think he's so why do you think he's so insane? <laughs> that's that's exactly why he's insane. Has no, nothing to do with the taint. I really appreciated the point that you brought up earlier because when it comes right down to it, um, one of my favorite things about a lot of stories and one of the most frustrating things, if I'm being completely honest, about life is that bravery and stupidity are both defined by nearly the same definition. It's just your results that are different. 
And so yep. there are a lot of people who stand, who go out there and they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm absolutely going to do this. And you don't know, as you said, until they actually succeed or just continue failing forever, whether they're braver than you are or dumber than you are. <laughs> when you're standing there going, I'm not sure that they can actually do that. When your doubts are playing on them, you're now questioning whether they can overcome your doubts or whether your doubts were <laughs> true all along and they're dumb. Well, you know, interesting thing about this, and I, I, I feel like this is applicable at the moment, ancient Sparta, for mm -hmm. hundreds of years, ancient Sparta was portrayed as barbaric, brutal, ignorant, dumb, caveman style society, right? Sure. And it wasn't until archaeologists started excavating different places and recovering, you know, texts and writings and things like that from Sparta that they started realizing that, hey, Sparta was actually pretty advanced for their time. Like, they did some pretty amazing things with the time that they had like they're a pretty cool society it's it's an interesting when you start talking about a, on a timeline you start looking back at who did what and how they did it and things like that that you have you have people that are very 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 efficient in their goals now are those goals good are those goals evil? Are those goals, if someone starts talking about, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, is it arrogant that they're claiming that? Or is it stupid that they're claiming that? Or is it evil that they're... I, I feel like there's a really interesting relationship between arrogance, stupidity, and evil. Well, that... and it's also, yeah, sorry. Go, no, no, no. That 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 I think is that that plays really well in the wheel of time because you've got Moradin who essentially bails Rand out, um, and more than once, numerous times, numerous times, yeah. because because he's got this great scene in his mind. He's got this great moment in his mind where he is going to win. I don't want the dragon reborn to die now. I want him to die at my hands. I want to look him in the eyes as the life drains from him. And I want him to swear fealty to the Dark Lord. Like, well, it's also it, interesting because that particular <laughs> character, I love the characterization that Robert Jordan and then later Brandon Sanderson do for Ishamael Balzaman Moradin. Because we last week talked about Ishamael. We talked about this character and we talked about the relationship depth. of Luz Theron to Ishamael to Elon Morin. And it's really interesting to me that like, we posited at some point, uh, I don't know if all of us were, or I don't know, I don't remember who posited it, but we posited last week 
in an episode that you guys haven't seen yet. It'll come out on Friday. But if you were listening live, you know what I'm talking about. We posited last week um, that one of the reasons that Ishamael might have gotten a pass to go ahead and leave the sealed boar, leave the Dark One's prison, was because Louis Theron didn't actually have the cojones because he loved him so much and was such good friends with him that he didn't fully want to lock him away in his subconscious that that's part of the reason that, you know, Ishamayel might have been able to get out. You now have the question of later on, we know the character of Morden doesn't fucking want to do this anymore. So is his plan truly 100% consciously I will get the dragon reborn to swear you fealty know, to me and the dark one, or is okay. it a situation where he's a he's a, a a victim of his own benefit earlier, where he really wants Rand to win? Because if Rand wins, then he gets to go away for at least a long time, if not forever. No, 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 no. <laughs> No. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think say, somewhere in Morden's subconscious, he's like, I want the Durgan to win. I I will say at this point in time, Moradin is a hundred percent in the camp of the Dark One and knows that the Dark One wants to destroy all of existence, but doesn't care because that means he's guaranteed not to be reborn, not to fight all these battles. He doesn't want to fight eternally. Now, the part where, and, and this is the hang-up that I have, because the entire story is Moradin slash Ishamael slash Balzaman saying, Perrin and Matt, oh yeah, you can kill them. Go for it. Kill them. I don't care. Rand, however, must survive till the last battle. Um this there's there's very deep lore in this right because again we've already spoiled everything so don't at me if you get spoiled no, on this going to varen as a double agent is given unfettered access to prophecies of the dark one she can see these things there's, and I believe at one point in time, the story uh, prophecies of the Dark One are shared with Rand directly, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Um, not the full so, thing, but not, not the full thing. Pieces, pieces, yes, scraps, very small pieces. Uh, we and get it's our one first of those things where this. Rand can't even fully believe them because he knows yes. that he's only be given, been being given such small snippets. We get our first right. taste of this in the Great Hunt, I believe, when prophecies of the, the dark prophecies are scrawled on the prison where Padon Fane was held. Correct. Um, and so, so the, the point being is you've got no reason not to believe you will be victorious, depending on whether or not you're on the side of the light or on the side of the dark one. Right? So are you being arrogant if you're following the prophecies given to you by the dark one himself? Who's, who's more arrogant in this 
particular case, Moradin or the Dark One? Well, so this is actually one of the things that I wanted to talk about as well. Um, so overall conflict, I actually really find almost all characters that are sort of the big bad or like their right hand lieutenants, as well as more often than not, the big, the, the hero's mentor, at least, if not like the god behind them or them themselves, if they are a god or, you know, anything along those lines. Um, one of the things that I want to say is it doesn't mean you're not arrogant, even if you succeed. It just means that you did actually back it up. But there's a difference between knowing you can do something and saying, I can do that thing. And wildly saying, I'm going to do all of this stuff and then lucking your way into half of it. <laughs> like, that's still arrogance, even if you say, I'm going to do all these things and then half of them don't look anything like something that you would have planned because your friends help you get there and you had no reason to think that they would. Like, or evil fails miserably and you're like, cool, if they had been a little smarter, I wouldn't have gotten away with that, but I got lucky because they're dumb as shit. Like, that kind of thing. I mean, and, so, and then you've... Go ahead, sorry, finish. Well, so I was definitely going to say that just because I'm putting sort of arrogance in conflict doesn't mean that it isn't also a tenant of the people who are successful. It's just that we overlook it more often than not because we're like, yeah, but he did the thing. Like, if you actually look at how they did the thing, it was arrogance the whole fucking time. <laughs> Uh, well, they just okay, got but lucky. Is it? Oh no! Oh, 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 now wait a minute, though, because as we discussed with the nature of conflict, when you have two opposing views, right, or two opposing wills, mm -hmm. and one person wins out over the other, it doesn't matter what was set up until that point. If someone was talking smack about, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, prior to the confrontation, is it arrogance or is it psychological warfare? I mean, it, it's both. Because again, you gave a really good example early on. Larry Bird walks up to his defender and says, I'm going to spin around. Yep. catch a pass and jump shot it from the three bam and there's nothing you can do about it if he runs into field goal position catches the shot or catches the pass and then dunks on you i'm not saying that that wasn't a successful point i'm not saying that he didn't sure. accomplish his end goal but if he tells you that that's what he's going to do and then he does something completely different, that's more psychological warfare and arrogance than actually being able to back up. Okay, what he said. okay. He's really only backing up what he said if he actually spins around you, catches the pass, and jumps from the three. Which, in this particular example, 
Larry Bird was notorious for doing. He sure. Say, and, and again, I'm not I'm saying that Larry Bird you. is this. I'm, I'm just using the example from earlier. And I'm gonna fucking dunk on you. Like sure. Larry Bird would say that and then do that exact. And uh, I believe it was Isaiah Thomas, Charles Barkley, like numerous other NBA players would talk about how insanely infuriating it was that he would say, this is what I'm going to do. And then he would do that thing. And then they'd just be like, yep. So now my question being, is that arrogance or is that skill? I, I really feel like there's a there's an element here of it's arrogance until the result. Mm, no, because again, I mm, it's and this is the sort of because I, Rand, I will throw out there just a second because until you actually prove you can back it up, it seems like arrogance. But once you've actually proved you can back it up in the future when you say things and then continue to back it up it's no longer arrogance okay and in some ways so granted you don't know that it wasn't arrogance from the beginning either but it also wasn't really arrogance from the beginning because the person could back it up the whole time it was actually always skill this this might be something that provides a real depth to the story in the wheel of time here because we do have examples to the story that's why it's like we do this every week to provide depth to the story um moradin slash balsman slash shamael is known in the first age or no i'm sorry in the age of legends as the betrayer of hope mm-hmm. because in that age he turned to the shadow and had tremendous success as an agent of the shadow such success that he was dubbed betrayer of hope father yep. of lies like he gained some real notoriety now i don't know what he did to gain those titles and i frankly don't really want to know because it sounds terrifying yeah but one of the things we need to understand is that the man has already accomplished tremendous feats that earned him titles that have transcended ages which i don't think is any small task As far as I know, there have only been 14 people that have done something so amazing that they've earned a title that allowed that name to be carried on into the next age. Well, it is also interesting because, um, again, Ishamayel is one of those people who really kind of skirts the line and makes a lot of this gray area throughout the entire books. Um, Because again, I mean, the argument could be made that he's actually not stupid the whole time. He's actually just too arrogant 
or that he's not actually arrogant the whole time. He just doesn't know what he's doing. And he just is standing there being like, fake it till you make it. And then just never actually makes it and things like that. Um, and of course, there's an argument for all three, for example. Uh, but Moradin's an interesting thing of like, really, he's not a clear cut case. He's really not. But and I the love point that. is, you don't know until the result, until the In end. In this case, yeah. George Washington was a traitor to the United Kingdom, to, to King George. He was a traitor. Right. Yep. And to the British colonies in the United States, in, 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 the, in the New World, he was a traitor to the crown. Until they won the day, established their independence, and formed these United States. Now, according to the people in the United States of America, he's seen as a patriot who... See, but again, that's not, that's not the greatest example to me, because I think that it's a situation where he's both. Where everybody in the colonies was uh, like, obviously, you're a traitor obviously. to the crown you're a patriot to like you're a patriot for america so but you're both and we want to put two giant birds up to you know king george so in that case you know you're a hero to us because we want yeah we want him to eat a chone uh and but you being a traitor the crown is great like but but in but but that's the situation if if he had not won if he had lost, he if key been. victories, Ooh. George, we'd all be we'd all be speaking with a British accent right now, my old chap. Possibly I, not with the same British accents that I speak over there. There'd probably be a significant difference. However, in this particular case, we'd be speaking with the same types of British accents, and we'd be looking at George Washington as a downright traitor to the crowd. It would have been awful. Awful if he'd have succeeded. Maybe. But again, this is an what would the world thing. look like if Moradin had won? Well, and again, this is sort of what I'm what I'm saying in this in this thing because George Washington would still be the same person. He would still be a patriot for America and a traitor to the crown. There just wouldn't be an America left to talk about. Fair. That's and fair. that's an interesting thing that I, I think is, is, in my humble opinion, there is actually more of a... Things like that stick, even sure. if you actually get to write history. Because okay. if Moradin wins and he gets to write history, that doesn't wipe his slate clean, actually, of right. being the betrayer of hope. Right. Just because he in the book calls himself the highest among the chosen doesn't mean he isn't also the highest among the forsaken. It just means that the histories say and that he is. Here, and, and so that's the, actually part of what I meant where like even if somebody is actually successful they can still be arrogant 
and, and fall evil. into it. Yes. They can still fall into it by, I mean, Detective Clouseau is not <laughs> actually a brilliant detective. But or, no, 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 he, he is. is. No, he's not. Get the fuck yes, out of here. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes. Okay. Prime example. So are we, are we saying that Moradin is Inspector Clouseau? I kind of am. I kind of want him to be. Actually, no. See, that's the problem, is that Moradin <laughs> isn't successful. <laughs> See, I think that Moradin is Clouseau actually the is opposite. successful. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying joke. is... That's the joke. He no, always what I'm, succeeds. No, Josh, that's why I'm saying Moradin isn't successful. He's actually the opposite. He's the complement oh. to Clouseau because he's super wicked smart and he has all of these plans that are actually very intelligent and then he gets to the end and he doesn't succeed. He's the complement to Detective Clouseau or Inspector Clouseau, not Clouseau. Oh, dude, you're breaking my head right now. You're so <laughs> right. No. No, Whereas almost, Rand is a little bit detective or a little bit Inspector Clouseau oh because there are a number of things that he doesn't actually know and he's just like, looks like I'm going to go try to solve the case. And then he gets to the about end this? like, I'm really glad Nynaeve figured that thing out about Kalendor, otherwise I'd be fucking screwed. <laughs> you know what hurts about this is... what. You brought up the most amazing example of Inspector Clouseau, who's a brilliant detective, but in the stupidest way possible. Yes. And somehow it still works out for him. Well, and that's what makes Pink Panther fun. That's what makes Pink Panther yes. great, is that the whole time you're standing there going... Clouseau, I know the answer already. God. I'm smarter than you. But then he figures out something you never actually thought was true by falling <laughs> into the right room. By and then, tripping over a clue that you didn't know was there. By and then, you know, and then asking than, an inane question that makes someone answer in a way that you go, oh shit, I actually had this wrong the whole time. But it's not that Clouseau actually knows the answer before then either. He actually has no clue what's going on until he finally trips into the, the answer right at the end. And the stupid thing is, is that Moradin is like, yes. <clears throat> This is going to happen. 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 And and he does the most amazing things strategically, like allowing the Forsaken basically to run free, do their thing, have their fun. He does not attempt to rein them in, whatever. He does spend his time gathering intel, which anyone anyone in the military who has been involved in intel sensitive situations understands that good intel is well intel good or bad is the difference between a good mission and a bad mission you always train for a bad mission 
because if your intel is bad, you want to make sure that your people can get in and get out alive still. Yep. And if the intel is good, you can get in, do exactly what you plan to do, get out, and everything's great. But if your intel is bad, you need to make sure that your people can at least establish a perimeter for extraction and get out alive. Okay. But again, that's why you do so much work gathering intel so that even though you train Which your guys is to make what? sure that they can get out, you almost never have to test that training. Or as Which is often what as Morden possible, did. you don't test that training. Which is what Morden did. He, You're telling me, okay, you can't tell me that Moradin didn't gather intel. Moradin. For the specific example, sorry, my speech is a bit slurred. No, I love it. Sir. Love For it. the specific example of when they get to Shale Ghoul and they get into the actual cave itself, Moraine, Nynaeve, and Rand are like, we're going into the cave, into the thick of it, into the thick of it, into the thick of it. And they look over at the wall, and what do they see? Alana Sedai, who has been injured just so that she will slowly bleed to death. That's arrogance. Okay, that's arrogance. Because if I were Moradin, I would have that timed to where she would die sending Rand Rand into a warder's rage the second he walked into the cave. None of this, I choose to to face off against the dragon reborn for 30 minutes before she dies. No, that's bullshit. That's Maradin at this point in time has seen he's monologuing what, what he he is he's, he's monologuing what he views as success after success after success and he's monologuing you sly dog you caught me monologuing <laughs> the dragon reborn and also <laughs> the queen of Camelin and also some girl who can see stuff I- and also a wild one from, or a wise one from the waste. I feel like. And they got busy. And they got busy. I feel like, I, and you know, the, the interesting thing is, is in this last confrontation between Morden and Rand, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a stroke of, you know, luck, or as Obi-Wan would say, in my experience, there's no such thing as luck. It's it's a bit of luck yeah, or a, a bit of oh, sir. That's a different podcast, but I vehemently disagree with you. Uh, but it's lucky yeah, that Rand touches his heel, I believe, to the void. Like right. he he's able to interact it's an with the void behind him whilst dueling with more and that's well kind of what saves the universe um kind of 
it's an interesting thing there because that also implies that Rand, because it, it's interesting. I think that conversation doesn't necessarily save the universe, but it also, because that conversation actually wildly pendulums. But, but, but and that's I think the that point. The Dark One actually successfully gets him to think that he's going to do the worst thing. And then also causes him to think the best thing at different intervals during the conversation. And I am of a firm belief, actually, that Rand went into the boar as Zen Rand or as Bodhisattva Rand, and that he would have actually made the decision to just seal the boar rather than try to kill the Dark One. But I don't know that for sure. And I think that that conversation actually sounds like it's going to doom the world and then sounds like it's going to save the world at a number of different times. I, I think, I feel like but I don't know that goes sure. there thinking he's going to kill. That's just a personal belief. Yeah. I think Rand goes there thinking he's going to, and, and there's, there's a great deal of conversation to be had about Rand's arrogance as well. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, Rand without a has the hero usually is pretty fucking arrogant. Arrogant slash evil when he's threatening Tuon. To the to the flavor of a dark aura surrounding him, he's telling her straight up, "You will do what I tell you to do." That's not how. Now, luckily, I say this with an entire ass cup of salt okay so take your grain of salt throw it out i say it with a cup of salt a whole morton's can of salt a whole fucking ton of salt the empress of shan chan may she rot in slavery forever is not a good person nope but even making the right decision for the wrong reason is a bad thing. Correct. Her making the decision to support the forces of the light under duress of Rand's threats is not okay. Nope. And Rand making those threats is a perfect example of, I, I would like to say is a perfect example of arrogance. Mm-hmm and evil because he's not asking them to participate willingly he's not asking them to conform to the standards that we have or, or we have that 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 have already been That's established in in the westlands in randland um yeah he's, he's trying straight to up crush threatening her. sean chan under his booty right he's or saying either you will conform or i will crush you which which is wrong, and and I think mm -hmm. that's one of the hard learned lessons that Darth Rand goes through. Oh, I agree. Um, because it's it's Zen Rand who then comes back to Sean Chan, comes back to Tuan, and says, "Hey, yeah, here's the deal. If you don't join us, we all die." Mm -hmm. And and the fun part is, is him and 
it, it is actually a pretty exciting little piece of reading when you talk about Rand and Matt sort of, I don't want to say dick measuring, but dick measuring. Um, and they're like, oh, I did this. Well, I did this. Oh, I did this. Well, I did this. Kind of chew on that for a moment. Right. And it it's it's such a beautiful well, scene. I, I love it so much. And we've 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 discussed it to death that the Sean Chen are the worst. But Rand's particular style in recruiting them convincing them to join the dragon's peace the alliance of the different royalty and nobility of the westlands is when he threatens to on it's arrogance it's evil it's mm -hmm. him saying if you don't do this i will kill you I mean, literally, he 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 straight up says, what if I were to will the pattern that your heart would stop? And she sees a dark aura around him and he is drawing the darkness into him and he's Darth Rand at his peak. He and basically just stands there and goes, what would it if I willed the pattern? And then she goes, Master Skywalker. There are too many of them. What should we do? And he goes. And then it's okay. since it's a PG-13 movie, they get one instance of the F word and the youngling goes. The youngling fuck. goes, fuck. <laughs> but Well, and spoiler alert for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Apparently he doesn't even do it very well. <laughs> Son of a bitch yeah it's true um but the interesting thing that comes along in this particular case is that we you know we always like to talk about martin and his arrogance you know i'm gonna save the dragon save the dragon save the dragon until the last battle and then i'm gonna take him down <laughs> that's arrogance i'm sorry it's arrogance the cool thing that we get to see is Randall Thor being arrogant towards the Shanshan Empress. And then at, after going, you know, as Darth Rand being arrogant, and then a few books slash chapters later, coming back to her and being not arrogant, not evil, and saying... I know what needs to happen in order for the, the entirety of existence to not die. I know what I said. It was wrong. This is actually the answer. Will you please help us? He, and I, I feel like the second time he goes before Tuan, there's a measure of respect and humility. Oh, there absolutely is. Which... I mean, he's still Granted. the Dragon Reborn, so he's not extremely humble. I don't think he's capable of it. But at the same time, I absolutely think that he recognizes that in his arrogance, he belittled this woman who, again, 
I will full-heartedly agree that the Shan-Chan are the worst. And yes. Empress Fortuona is actually one of the worst of the worst in the reasons that we think the Shan-Chan are the worst. Um, but that again, she is formidable. She is worthy of respect for her accomplishments and the accomplishments of the royal family of Shan Chan, that she right. is now a, a, is able to partake in because she is the empress and things along those lines. Um, and Rand is right to, to give her that. So I think that Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't know what pillar... I, I think I would actually say it's stupidity in some way for the Shan-Chan that really brings up their conflict. Um, I, I think it's very interesting that the biggest conflict that we have with the Shan-Chan, because there are battles and that's arrogance, but they're not actually that successful throughout Randland. It's really just in a corner before everybody goes, hey, Dragon Reborn, can you deal with this? And then he goes, all right, sure, sounds like a plan. Um, he does actually have a couple of very successful military campaigns mm -hmm. against the Shanchan. Well, as does Rodel and Aralde, as does yes! uh, the Rodels. They yeah, all are actually relatively successful against the, the Shan-Chan. Um, but the, the conflict that the Shan-Chan really bring to the table and that I kind of want to talk about because it's a completely different thing um, is stupidity. And one of the reasons that we hate the Shan-Chan so much, or at least one of the reasons that I hate the Shan-Chan so much is just for starters, slavery is evil. And so I guess this is also evil That's an well. easy one. Now, again, I hesitate to sort of just say that blanket because while I do think slavery is evil in every context, it's very interesting when you talk to people or like when you read histories and things like that of real world human beings who were raised in slavery. And by raised in slavery, I mean owning slaves, not raised in slavery being a slave, um, where the whole time, based on our standards, you feel very much like they were evil. But if you change it a little bit to standards of the day, while it's still evil, it seems a lot nicer based on the way that they were being raised. But here is the crux. Just like Civil War era United States, there was a group of people who was living without slavery and a group of people who was living with slavery. And what makes it a continuation of evil and stupidity, the evil part being continuing slavery even when you can see that there's a group of people who's actually not engaged in slavery and it's working out maybe not perfectly in every case but just fine 
you're evil for continuing to yes. have slavery. And stupid when you're given the information that the people who are enslaving the other people are also people who can do the thing that the enslaved people are being enslaved for. That's the can really we, stupid part I mean, that I just can't agree with ever. And I'm always standing there being like, once okay. you know that continuing slavery is now just stupid as well as evil. I, I would agree. And it drives me nuts. More shoddy in the chat. Rolling ring of earth and fire for all these people. There have been studies done that medical professionals, people who go to college for fucking 10 years at least, mm -hmm. come out of college and were polled and still think that people of color feel pain differently than white people. Stupid and evil. I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. Stupid and evil. If you're someone who thinks that people of color feel pain differently than people who have white skin or pale skin, you are stupid and you are evil and you are ignorant and you are stupid. I'm going to call it right now. But the, 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 the point being is that in these stories, in the story of the Wheel of Time, people are presented with every excuse to say to themselves, hey, this is not okay. The Sean Chan are a magnificent example. We have a Demane who was released, a Suldam who was collared, and we, we, we bring this up to the empress herself. And we say to the empress, hey, empress, the Suldam can channel. But what do you have to say about that? And she, presented with this information, says, I mean, just because you can commit murder doesn't mean you will. And I just, I... Well, and, and this is one of the places where I actually really appreciate the fuck out of either Brandon Sanderson or Robert Jordan, whoever actually wrote that scene in oh. some ways, or whoever sort of wrote the buildup to it. Because I think it was, it was Jordan who wrote all the buildup to it. I don't know whether he actually laid this scene out for Brandon or he went ahead and wrote it himself. Hard to say. But I, right. it's one of the most realistic examples right even though it's one of the hardest to take it's one of the most because, maddening and because again remember chuan has worn a bracelet and so it's not a situation where no one in this, or where the person who is hearing this information can be completely objective. She is incapable of being completely objective on this because she has been part of this equation. Now add to that the years and years and years, I don't know exactly how long the practice has been going on, 
but so many years of tradition that she knows that if she goes to her people and goes, we're not doing this anymore, that there's going to be a huge amount of pushback and there's going to be a lot of very powerful people who take their collars off and go, who's the demonic now, bitch? But again, I still don't think it's right. I'm absolutely not saying that any of this is right, but it is very real. And I I think that Tuan is scared shitless. I would finding out that she can be taught to channel and the advent of maybe letting all of those really powerful channelers go. I... I 100% agree with you on this. We have so many examples. And, and I, I believe I, I've not spoken, you know, I've not gone over to Harriet's house and been like, hey, what's up? Uh, can you elaborate on this? But I sure. believe strongly that the Sean Chan were sort of an allegory or or a metaphorical sort of story for slave owners in the early united states oh absolutely yeah their entire infrastructure their entire economy Mm. depended on slave labor sorry yes the sean chan's entire power depended on demone yep Yep. And then when you when you come to them and you say this is wrong, this this is absolutely wrong. They have to be like, oh, you're challenging our entire society. You're challenging the basis on which our power and authority is based. We can't accept that. So yep. Tuan is she's a shit. Oh, she's human. in very good real world company even though that doesn't make it right in any way, shape, or form. Now, now she could very well be, and I'm going to say this, just fucking bear with me, okay? I'm going to say this. She could very well be, I don't believe it. I think she's not. I think she's a King George type of character, but I'm trying to give her some credit here, okay? I'm trying to say that she's more of a Thomas Jefferson style character where she says all men are created equal but i understand that at the current time we're living in that's not possible so i'm going to lay the foundations for future growth and progression i hate this i'm trying to give her a lot of credit i hate it so much because i don't think that's actually what happened with thomas jefferson at all that's exactly what happened with thomas nope i still completely that's a different podcast it's totally different podcast wait 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 daniel we are supposed to agree with each other our comments on youtube say that if we just disagreed with each other a couple times on youtube that would be better so no, stop agreeing with the me. ones you and I are the ones who actually disagree. Stop, stop if agreeing. Andrew with me. was here. He would agree <laughs> stop with Stop agreeing with me, Daniel. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. No, but long anyway. story short. Long story short, when it comes to arrogance, when it comes to evil, when it comes to ignorance, I feel like 
arrogance is something that is measured after the result is proven. Evil is measured by the intent of someone by their by but by, by what they hope to accomplish and ignorance is measured by which includes arrogance but. i mean all of us are ignorant right all mm -hmm. of us are ignorant in some fields the, the problem is not ignorance the problem is when someone presents you with new information do you learn it or mm -hmm. do you deny it yes and so I don't know. I here's my final thoughts. My final thoughts on this entire subject it is a big subject. It is. It, it is. is so good. We could do another ten episodes. We could just we could. pulling we out absolutely like, could. particular characters or particular situations. hundred percent. And the beauty of this is the beauty of the wheel of time. It's the beauty of what makes this story so compelling, and and gives the story so much depth. Is we can talk all day about the the uh the intricacies the intricate thank you the intricacies of the different characters and the different motivations because these characters are real people we love them sometimes we hate them sometimes we think they're garbage people but at the same time we need their cooperation we think they're great people but holy fuck can you please just go over there just go over there and and it, it, it robert jordan did the most amazing job of writing a series of books about people doing their best to be people and not succumb to evil pure evil yep also our live chat um yeah. you can all you guys can go suck a dick shit because you know what the topic was about and if you want to be a part of our live chat and also want to eat shit with the less with the rest of our live chat all you must do is simply become one of our family members at the blacktowerpod.com go to our patreon donate one dollar for one dollar a month a month you can support a starving ashaman and bring them medicine and nutrition that they need desperately. Indeed. And so, that was my humane society. What are your final thoughts about evil, arrogance, and ignorance in the Wheel of Time? So uh, I am also going to go ahead and be relatively quick here because I know that some of our listeners are being buttholes and I don't want to give them <laughs> as much opportunity to do that as possible. But... You know, this is real one of quick, the things. That, maybe that's the problem with our show is maybe our listeners have to be buttholes in order to listen. Maybe, maybe, maybe if we did not sponsor. <laughs> oh God. Okay, look, listen here, Mister Morshadi, you're grounded, sir, mm -hmm. for what you just posted in the chat. You're grounded. Yep. I think Go our ahead. our. Our show is actually just hot dogs. Uh, it's actually just a bunch of feet and buttholes that have been wrapped up in a spoiler condom, and we put it out every week, and some of you really enjoy hot dogs. 
I'm one of them. I very much enjoy fucking hot dogs. I know what's in them. You don't need to tell me. I'm fully aware. So anyway, my final thoughts are good stories are made up of good conflict. Bad stories are made up of bad conflict. It's as simple as that most of the time. Uh, if you have a good conflict, for the most part, you can have kind of middling characters that are dealing with that conflict. And I'm still probably going to like the story because as long as the thing that they're doing is interesting, your characters don't need to be. The beauty of the Wheel of Time is that you take a fascinating setting, a very large group of fairly well-established or uh, well-put-together and explained characters and give them one of the most interesting and realistic conflicts throughout the entire story. Now, granted... I dig it. I, before you at me, I know that an actual entity being the sort of the, the concentration of all evil isn't actually that realistic. It's not. We don't actually really have that in the real world. Not really. There's no actual entity that's doing that. Uh, if you're religious, many of them do have sort of a more ethereal one. Um, but there's no place that you can go on earth to go talk to the entity of that's a little fantastical but you know what's not fantastical you know what's super realistic lack of communication you know what's super realistic <laughs> arrogance thinking that you can go ahead and sword fight one of the greatest sword fighters in the world especially if you're on adrenaline Colin. you know what's a very realistic problem being told information that uh challenges your entire worldview and your entire tradition and your entire uh nation and what it's built on and going yeah no all of that is incredibly realistic and honestly when when a good writer like someone like robert jordan puts together good conflict with good characters and a good setting. That's why we come back to this book series every week. That's why we've read it so many times. Thanks. That's why it stands up. That's why the Lord of the Rings stands up. That's why, you know, a number of stories that will be here long after all of us die are Thanks. still there. And the Wheel of Thanks. Time is one of them. It absolutely is. And Would hard agree. That's why conflict is important, and that's what conflict is. And I love talking about why it's good, because in the, the wheel of time, the vast majority of them are good. And that's my final thoughts. If if you don't have conflict, you don't have a good story. Mm -hmm. I will die on this hill. So correct. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, all of our patrons and live viewers. Thank you to all of our regular viewers. You guys are amazing. You guys are what makes the the fuel. The you are the fuel that runs the gears of the Black Tower. Correct. And we are grateful to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being uh, for behaving in an orderly conduct whilst receiving your weekly don't taint. 
Dose. Dose yeah. of taint. We are truly grateful. And we know that, uh, you know, wherever you are, uh, we do appreciate you tuning in. We sincerely do. It's it's the best. It's amazing. Um, we never thought we'd get this far, to be honest. Um, and we're grateful for every single one of you. We're the opposite um, of arrogant. We didn't stand there and go, we're going to have 2,500 <laughs> Twitter What followers. are you going to do with 5,000 followers on Twitter? And we were going to we were like, like, we're never going to get that far. But go to blacktowerpod.com. Uh, check out our sponsor, the Crystal Barista. She's got her own chibi on our website. Check out our Discord for updates for the Gathering Madness. You Definitely. do not want to miss this. It's going to be an amazing event. Um, it uh, is in two months, so definitely if you want there. to be there in person, which you absolutely can and should plan to do, uh, it's it. going to be, be in fun. Anaheim, California, so go ahead and get your tickets to will, LAX or whatever airport's closer to there now. to uh, Adalorna Sedai from North Harbor Podcast. Go check out North Harbor Podcast because they're amazing. All the um, uh, check, ask North Harbor Podcast how uh the gathering madness was last year and she'll tell you how amazing it was and how absolutely wonderful join us in taste the taint it's amazing go to blacktarpod.com join up oh. on patreon get some merch you know you need some black tar podcast merch and very very importantly if you have not already started thinking about a wheel of time themed cocktail now oh, that's the a time good point. to start thinking about it because at the Gathering Madness, we will have a cocktail competition and you definitely want to think about it now so that you can put something good in so that you can win prizes because the prizes that we and give out are pretty fun. I don't mean to discourage you or nothing, but we've already got two previous champions who have submitted recipes. We've got Tree Hugger and we've got Jim from... Uh, Hold up. I know this one. My brain. Uh, mm. Hold you on. Can do it, Josh. I can do it. Fuck. Don't hurt me. What is love? Baby, Baby don't hurt me. me. Don't, don't hurt me. me. No, no, no. Shit. What the hell? Where is it? I can't find it. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to go back up here. I'll go back over here. Anyway. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 you can find it. I'm just saying. It's I fantasy think... for the ages. Indeed. It, it's them. They, they brought us, they were, they were previous champions of the what tales um if you're not following them on uh youtube you should be they're amazing we actually have four winners 
Tree was the one winner that we had the first year. And then Tree. last year, we actually gave out three awards. We, and they okay. were to three different people. We did. So we did. I think we need some new blood. I think we need some new award winners. So I want to see what saying you have is, to come up with. Dethrone these motherfuckers. Please, because they're going to kill them. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Black Tower Podcast. Yes. Thank you for being so well behaved and receiving your weekly dose of taint. Thank you so much for being a supporter of the Black Tower. We appreciate you and all your efforts. Please go forth and spread the good word of the Dragon Reborn. From all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, I have been your Sorovan Mahail Josh. I have been your Bajan Mahail Andrew. And, and I, I have been hey, your Amin Khan Mahail Daniel. Spot on. I especially like the finger beard. Yes. yes, it was very important. Yes. Uh, and again, from all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, again, as Josh said, thank you very much for being here. We love you very much. We hope that you are having a lovely morning wherever it is that you are having it. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, <laughs> good night. <laughs> I will fucking kill you, Morshadi. <laughs> Watching, always running the show.